you are listening to The Janine Garner Show. Janine is a leading expert on leadership and driving influence through networking and collaboration, passionate about bringing brilliant people together to achieve remarkable results. Join Janine Garner as she shares insights, interviews and conversations, and let's together make the remarkable happen. Hello, hello, Janine Garner here. We are taking a little bit of a different approach to today's episode of Unleashing Brilliance. Um, I had the pleasure of joining the Rebecca Saunders on her podcast show recently. And we uh, had a great conversation around confidence, unlocking brilliance, and the importance of building connections and building networks to enable us to shine brightly. Love the conversation so much that I've decided to share it with you here on my own podcast, Unleashing Brilliance. So a slight little change where the microphone has been reversed. And today's episode is Rebecca Saunders interviewing me. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rebecca Saunders Show. Today I have an exciting conversation to have with one of my fantastic, well, actually my only amazing mentor I've had for the last five years, Janine Garner. She is the queen of network. I'm going to call you that, Janine, because, you know, everything you teach, live, breathe is all around communication, connection with the people around you, whether that's personal or or business related. Where does that come from? Like, Give us a bit of a background. Why network? Do you know, that's such an interesting question. And uh, as you know, because we've worked together for so long, I'm always about trying to find the golden thread that that connects people because more often than not, the stuff that we're doing now has its history way back. And uh, I know, Becca, when we, you were a guest on my podcast, it's so awesome to have this reversed. Um, you know, that's one of the things I, I delve deep into your story. When I look back on my life and my career, what's really apparent is the thing at my very core has always been connection. And it's been a connection with people. It's been a connection from a perspective of seeing the truth behind what people are seeing, seeing the potential behind people, and then absolutely always operating from a place of value add of how I can serve. So I, you know, I was born in the UK, moved to Australia when I was 29 and pretty much arrived in Australia with a backpack, with a permanent residency visa. I had no job. I did have a boyfriend who has subsequently become my husband, but that was pretty much it. And so, you know, at the age of 29, I'd left my corporate career. I'd sold absolutely everything much like yourself and just turned up with a backpack and this this dream to live in this country. And I had to suddenly start building a network in a country where I knew no one. I had to rebuild a career in a country where I had no social proof. And I had to try and almost justify this crazy move from a cushy job in the UK to coming to nothing to prove to the parents and everyone back home that I'd made the right decision. And what became really apparent through, you know, that first six months I was here, I pretty much, Jason and I traveled around with a, with a two-man tent and we literally traveled around Australia. We then had to find work and 
couldn't find work in Melbourne and ended up in Sydney and started life literally sleeping on a friend's floor. And over the course of the last 20 years, have essentially rebuilt my career, my life, my network, etc. And what has become apparent through all of it, irrespective of the job titles and the opportunities and the accolades and the results, is it is the power of people. It's the power of who you know. It is the opportunity that exists when you truly connect with people, whether they are clients, whether they are suppliers, whether they are team members, whether they are network, that ability to connect at a head and a heart level is where the opportunity exists. And that's what I packaged up in uh, my second book, It's Who You Know, in terms of a framework. Now, it sounds easy, right? Most people, as you know, when we mention the word network, almost want to vomit in their mouth. It's like, it's become this like icky thing. And it is icky. It's the networking event, right? Like I was very conscious of calling you the queen of network because it was not queen of networking. Yeah. And it's because we've all, to be honest, I think we've all been afraid of furphy. From, from the age that we left school or uni or whatever it was, we've been fed a furphy, which has been get out there and network, collect contacts, and at some point in those contacts, you'll find business. And there's a whole industry being created around networking events. But they're shallow, they're transactional. It's just yeah, all of those business cards that I got in the first few years of building my business because that's what I thought was the way to go right like I was like you I didn't know anyone didn't have a you know anything to stand on in terms of social proof either and I have stacks of them I mean thousands of business cards because people just threw them at you like here you go have my business card and there's no value in it and what I realize is I, I do connect. You and I have known. How long have we known each other? It's a very long time. I would uh, say six years. I think in the intro I said, oh, but for the last five, I reckon it's probably six or seven. I reckon yeah. it is. And when we look, if you look at our journey over six years, who you were and who I was six years ago is not who we are now in terms of our goals and our dreams, where our businesses are, the help that we need, et cetera, et cetera. And my difference in terms of how I, I network or I build networks is it is that depth of connection where you really get to know someone, where, where you can reach out for help, where you can ask for that sounding board, where there is that collaborative support and encouragement. And it's harder than people think because, as I said, we've been fed this furphy of superficial networking. And to connect at a real level takes confidence. It takes an ability to be real. It requires you to be vulnerable. But I look through my corporate career, and this is how I built success corporately. I look at, you know, the seven-figure business that I've built now, and I never go to networking events. I never go to networking events. I have absolutely built my business, my practice, and my career through the people that I know, through nurturing them, through relationships. And I love the fact that there's this wonderful, almost underground network of incredible female business women that are supporting each other and helping each other. And as an example, literally last week, somebody that I met 10 years ago who was part of a business that I ran contacted me and she, she literally said, Janine, I've got to go back to part-time work, COVID's hit my business big time and you're the only one I trust to be able to talk this through. Now we have absolutely no financial partnership 
at all. But of course, and you know this about me, Becca, I went, yeah, of course, lock in some time, let's talk. And yesterday we had a half hour conversation. I knew exactly it was very vulnerable. There were lots of tears from her part as to why she had to go back to work. But we totally put her together, her on track of what this next six months about. And that's what networking or connection is. It's about building trust. It's on both sides. It's about being vulnerable on both sides. And it is about having that confidence and the resilience in the relationships and the partnerships that over time you are growing together. It's not about take, 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 take. It's about how can I always help you first? And it's that consistency piece too, right? You say it's those golden threads, but I know that it runs through absolutely everything that you do. And actually, you know, by definition and by being around you, it runs through the people in your network. You know, I know it runs through me in terms of what does that look like? And I think it stands testament to the fact that after 10 years, someone still knows how to contact you and that you'll be there to answer the question, which is phenomenal, right? Like that's the reason that we do what we do in the areas that we work in is because that communication, that connection piece, that ability to help when help's needed and ask the questions I think is is really important. But you have a really interesting way, I think, of the network with inside an organization, which I love because in terms of understanding and making, I'm going to say making friends with different levels within an organization so that you've always got someone within the organization that knows who you are. Like, Can you walk me through that in a, in a nutshell for those of you that are, are watching and listening and trying to understand, okay, I, I can get it, but how do I put it into practice? Yeah, absolutely, Becca. I mean, most of us, when particularly if we're working with bigger clients or corporate clients, will often think about nurturing and building relationship with the person that we've done the deal with, the person that signed off the contract, the person that we've sold to. And that's all well and good. But the challenge is when that person moves on or when that person gets promoted, suddenly you're having to start all over again. Now, in my best-selling book, It's Who You Know, which I've written predominantly from a individual perspective out, I talk about these four groups of people that we need. And these are the promoter that's going to help you become more, the pit crew, which is the person that's going to help you care and connect more, the teacher that's going to help you know more, and the butt kicker, that are going to help you do more. And those four groups essentially have three different people in them. So we're talking about a total network of 12. And as an individual, that works. Um, and I know it works. I've built my business, my career, running this, and you know it works. What I then realized is that when I look at the relationships that I build with my corporate clients, many of which a bit like my own world I've retained for many, many, many years, it's because I use that same framework into my corporates. So as, as Pareto's rule states, 80% of your revenue will always come from 20% of your clients. If every single business I've worked in, every single multi-million business I've worked in, 80% of our revenue will come from 20% of our clients. So whether you are a multi-million dollar business or you're a hundred thousand dollar business, you have to know who those 20% of clients are. If you lose that 20%, you're absolutely bugging and you've got to start all over again. So the framework goes to understand that 20%. It is far easier to retain an existing client. It is far easier to upsell to an existing client. And we know that. The question is how. So what I do is each of my clients that sits in that 20%, 
I essentially overlay this core four onto that core client. So let's imagine I've got client A that is my bestest client ever. I love them. They're a major piece of my revenue and I want to retain them. Instead of my relationship only being, let's say, to Sally in business A, I sit and I go, who is a promoter in business A that I need to know or that needs to know me? Who is a butt kicker in business A that needs to know me? Who is a teacher and who is a pick crew? As an example, the teacher may be the CEO and it's up to you to ensure that the CEO knows who you are, that you're following them on LinkedIn. They are the ones that are going to keep you aware and in the loop of where the business is going, of what they're thinking about, of what their big challenges are, of what their next year plan, three year plan, 12 month plan, whatever it may be is. And if you aren't connected with them, you're going to lose traction because your work may be relevant right now, but how do you ensure it's relevant into the future? As another example, if we think about the promoter, the promoter is the person in the business that loves you, that loves your work, that raves about your work. If you don't have a relationship with that person, then you've lost the opportunity of having an internal marketing machine working on your behalf, of having an internal group of people that are talking about you, even when you're not in delivering work or working with that client. So the theory and the framework that again, I know works, I know you know it works because you've implemented it is you look at the 20% of your clients that are delivering 80% of your revenue. And then within each client, you determine who is the promoter, the butt kicker, the pit crew and the teacher. So essentially you've got four key people or four key groups of people. And then the mastery is as the owner of the business, thinking through your strategy of how you're going to nurture and cultivate and build relationships over time with each of those four people. This is how we protect our business. I'll give you an example of how this works. So I've had, you know, one of my beautiful clients that was there from the day dot, um, you know, a legacy client. That particular client has gone through various metamorphoses of being acquired, splitting up, renaming, being acquired again. At one point, every single one of my key contacts left that business or went overseas. However, what I did have in that business was a whole heap of promoters, people that had been on this program that I run, people loved it. I tapped into them and essentially asked them to be my marketing machine internally. We secured the business. For the last few years, that business kept going and I worked on those core four and then obviously COVID hit. They put a halt on the training program. But guess what? The teacher has already included in his strategy moving forward without me even talking about it, the program. I have got a meeting with a promoter coming up in a couple of weeks to talk about how we're going to implement it. They essentially internally have been talking about me and the program, even though we haven't been doing anything for 18 months. This is the power of building relationships that matter. This is the power of connecting from a principle of building partnership of building a perception, a knowing and understanding that we are working together and coming from everything from a place of, I am here to serve you, to support you and to help you achieve your goals versus car yard sales, hustle marketing, let's do business, I'm here for the hardcore sell. So yes, sometimes it is a bit of a longer process. 
But you're a living testament to this, Becca. You and I have known each other for six years. When we started out, it was a business deal, essentially. And as, as you said, we, we still work together, but the relationship is so much more now, six years later. I understand your business, your vision, your goals and your dreams. You know you can contact me at any time, personally or professionally. This, to me, is much more powerful. And let's be honest, it's a much more enjoyable way to run a business. It's way more fun, like definitely more fun. And I think what I've taken away from the whole piece, and and I think you've almost said it without saying it and how you just explained that is you've got to almost slow down and have the confidence to just back yourself on just those conversations, just that network, just those few people, just massage it, keep it going, keep your focus there and have the confidence that it will have the effect that you want and you need it to have. So I think a lot of people do still just scattergun. Like I'm surprised how many people just scattergun now, even now it's like we are all over social media. We can see people's interests, where they worked, what they do, you know, and people don't make the effort to understand that or, or even make a note that they've got children or make a note that they went on holiday or they've got this big trip plan or just something personal that can tie into the, oh, they actually care. Well, I think what it comes down to, Becca, is this confidence piece that you talk about in your work. You know, they're scattergun and they're superficial because they're not wanting to show the entirety of themselves. Or there is still this fear around imperfection, insecurity, comparisonitis, all that sort of stuff. And until we can tap into who we are, tap into the fact that, you know, I worked this out. Someone asked me the other day and it like, I, again, I nearly vomited in my mouth. I said, how long have you been working? I went, oh, da, da, da. I went, oh my God. You know, I turned 50 recently, which basically means it's at least 25 years, if not more, add together that significant amount of experience, of experience in terms of working, of experience in terms of influencing, of experience in terms of connecting with people, of seeing what works, of seeing what doesn't work, of doing your job. That's a hell of a lot of experience. And we forget this. We forget that we have more brilliance in us that we have more to offer the world. And instead, what we do is we compare, we copy everyone else, we beat ourselves up, we worry about not being good enough. And as a result, it's far easier to scattergun and be surface level. It's really hard to own yourself, to step into your power and your brilliance, to understand that you are more worthy than you ever thought because of exactly who you are right now. Here's the thing, and this is what I'm so, so passionate about, and this is almost like the next level as to why I network differently. If I can step into my brilliance, if I can rise above my imperfections, if I can stop beating myself up about the mistakes that I'm making, if I can just be real, which is what I teach my clients, then you are giving permission for everyone around you to be brilliant, to be awesome, to step into their confidence too. And that's the very thing that we need because whilst we're faking it till we make it, we are not connecting. You can have all the vision in the world. You can have all the game planning, the strategy, the social media plan, the financial plans. You can have journaled the bejesus out of where you like want your life to be. You can even have discovered your why. We can do all of that stuff, but 
if you are faking it till you make it, if you do not truly believe that you are worth this stuff, it is never going to come across in the connections that you have in person, on camera, in real life, online, whatever it may be. And so right now in this crazy, crazy world that we are living in, in this world where we are all trying to find a semblance of norm, where we're all trying to find our place again, where at the same time, more and more of us are understanding that we have been put on this planet to do specific work. The only way that you are going to find those clients, the only way that you are going to connect with those potential people to work with is you have to be yourself and be brave enough and willing enough to understand that some people won't like you to be brave enough and willing enough to understand that people will disagree with you, to be brave enough and willing enough to understand that some people will never be your clients. And as soon as you get into this space, this, this incredible feeling of flow, of, of just letting it go. And, and to me, that is, again, just such an incredibly empowering and inspiring place from which to build and run a business. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I mean, you talk a lot about that stepping into brilliance, right? Like similar to what I teach people from a camera perspective of leaning into the uniqueness of you. And I know that when I stepped out as me or stepping out like, you know, hair free people that have just joined the podcast listening, that skyrocketed absolutely everything in terms of, yeah, I was still doing the connection piece, having the conversations, making sure that I had my energy in the right places. But until I leaned into that, I was still playing a game like I'm playing a game's hard. It's really hard to put on that mask every time or try and be something that you're not. It, it's, and it, it's draining, right? Like it's, ugh. but it doesn't happen overnight either. Does it Becca? Cause I mean, we've probably been having this conversation for about three years for you to step out. It doesn't happen overnight. And I guess that's, that's part of this piece around, you know, to use your words, the confidence, the resilience to keep going, to understand that you're here to make some impact. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. And your head knows, but you've got to do that work. You, If you're going to connect on a real level with other people, you've got to connect with yourself. That's when this next opportunity and look at where your business has gone since since you stepped into that space. And yeah, I think I was I was one of a few of your inner circle that were happy dancing and popping champagne. When <laughs> uh, those photos were like, yes, at last. <laughs> That's been insane. It was insane the number of people that said, "Go on, do it." And you're right, unless you are fully into it and you've done the work on yourself. But yeah, like once you do it, it's incredible. And I'm glad I've got my cheer squad. <laughs> because it made it all worthwhile right like not worthwhile that's probably the wrong phrasing but it sort of went like huh like it's not as scary as I thought it was like huh okay I'm in a new level of comfort zone yeah totally and even if people you know don't have nice things to say it's like that whole thing you know you've made it when the haters appear it's like you've got that inner circle around you that going go away go away go away she's so cool and I think that that is in this world that we are in the only thing that, that we have any control on is ourselves, is who we are being, who we are becoming, and who we have in our worlds. Who are the people that we're working with? Who are the people that are inspiring us? Who are the people that are lifting us? Who are the people that we're learning from? And I reckon we've all just got to stop chasing shiny stuff sometimes or looking outside 
because it's right at your fingertips. You know, I, as I talk to my clients, your, your business is at your fingertips. The growth is at your fingertips. The opportunity is there and that we're so busy fixing stuff and then still unhappy. We're so busy acquiring skills and then still feeling insecure. We're so busy reading audiobooks and real life books and going to events and being inspired and yet we still feel shitty about ourselves. So it's like this complete circle and don't get me wrong, I've done a lot of work on myself, but fundamentally what I know to be true is the ability to connect on a really cool, deep, connected level where you have transformational relationships that build over time, where there is an absolute commitment and intentionality to each other succeeding, that's really powerful. And we talk about networks and you've been in some circles like I have. We talk about networks and we talk about connection. But when the shit hits the fan, does that networking connection kick in? Sometimes it does not. It's the people that are around you when the shit hits the fan, when things aren't perfect, when potentially it's not cool to be hanging around with you. It's those people that are really powerful over the long term. 100%. 100%. That gives me goosebumps. Like so much, so much so. So we've got the people. We've had three years now. I'm going to just shift it up a gear with one last question for you because it's really, well, I suppose it's slightly easier, I would say, to, to build connections with people when you have the ability to see them in person, right? Like we've then had three years or going into the year three now of, we don't know when, you know, in-person stuff will necessarily kick off again, or there's never going to be a new normal completely. But how have you seen that transition change in terms of the network building and those communication skills when A, it's virtual, but B, you've got a much bigger global reach now and the ability to reach even more people. Like, How have you seen that sort of pan out and, and how have you navigated it? Yeah, it's such an interesting question because over the last two years, there's been a lot of conversation around how do I network online? I can't build relationships because they're not in person. I call bullshit on that, quite frankly. We can build connections online. We can connect. So my business pre-COVID was predominantly in person. I had a speaking practice. I would travel the world speaking in January 2020. Uh, I was over in San Francisco speaking at an event with Simon Sinek, launching the business into the US. So, you know, the business plan was very much about working in the US and living here. It was all like, yes, this plan is finally coming together. And I, you know, it was, so it was a speaking business, a training business, working very much with the leadership teams around the world. Obviously COVID hit and 80% of my revenue disappeared overnight because it was all in person. As you shared at the beginning, we've been able to reshape our business. We've actually clawed back and exceeded our best year ever in terms of both a seven-figure turnover and a significant amount of profit. So all of that has come from online. Both changing our business model to evolve into a B2C business. So the excitement about that is suddenly I can teach people from around the world without leaving home and without them leaving home. Equally, from a speaking perspective, I've been speaking around the world without leaving from home. And the same with corporate. You can connect online, but what it requires is an intentionality. 
you absolutely can connect and build your network. You can connect whether you're speaking, whether you're training. From a delivery point of view, it means that I've had to upskill in how I use technology, how I present in front of a camera. You know, you and I have talked about a lot about how we get the technology working because it's my responsibility fundamentally to make sure my audience are engaged that they are present, that they are doing the work, and that whether we are in person or not, they feel like they're part of that community. And that takes work and effort. You can't just turn up and switch your Zoom camera on. It's, it's, It's not acceptable anymore to just switch your Zoom camera on. If you are in the business of delivering content, of inspiring other people, of teaching, you have to think about What is the best way to do that? And it's changing how you do that. From a networking perspective, over the last two years, I've had a lot of people, and I, you know, thankfully we got work from this, of people going, I need to learn how to network online. Again, it's no different. It's about connection. It's about an intentionality of reaching out. It's not about connect, 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 swipe left, swipe right, and just being really transactional. It's about going, hey, I've seen the work that you're doing. I'm really interested in. I've been following you, like the same principles. I say to people all the time, be intentional when you reach out. Don't just go connect, connect, connect. Why are you wanting to reach out to those people? If you had five minutes with that person, what do you want to ask them? You can do that same thing online or offline. So in my world, as I said, I I just call bullshit on it. The reality is this is the world that we're in. I think there is significant opportunity right now. I'm really excited about 2022 and beyond because what I'm seeing is so much opportunity for those business owners that step into this adaptive challenge that we're in and think about how they're going to shape their business. Anybody that is thinking about going back to, it's never going to go back. In the entirety of human existence, we have never moved backwards. It's always moving forwards. So, yes, you might have to change how you do things. From a speaker perspective, you know, you and I have talked, Becca, about historically, as a speaker, I would travel around the country and clients would have to pay travel and accommodation. This new world potentially will mean that if you book me, instead of that travel and accommodation cost, it's paying the support to manage the AV from home because I'm not trained in AV. I'm not skilled in pressing buttons and making sure transitions happen perfectly. And if the tech falls down, and nor should I do. And that's what I mean about operating in a world of adaptive challenge. It's up to us to lead the game. The reality is we have to replace fear with clarity. We've got to go, how can I replace, sorry, fear with calm? How can I replace the fear that's out there with a sense of calm? That's our responsibility as business owners, as speakers, whatever it may be. How can I replace this feeling of complexity and confusion with simplicity? And how can I replace this insane uncertainty and ambiguity with paving a path for the future? And all of us have the ability to simplify, to provide clarity and calmness, and to pave a path to the future. And it's about thinking ahead. It's about seeing the opportunity. And there is, I believe there's so much opportunity out there right now for those of us that are willing to step forward and take that change. Yes, it's scary. Yes, we're stepping into the unknown. Yes, we don't know what's going to work or not work. 
But isn't that where the opportunity exists? Isn't that where, through experimenting, through trying, that each and every single one of us potentially has the ability to shape our life and our businesses to become the very thing that we dream of? That's what's exciting. That's the fun bit. Uh, That is the fun bit in terms of designing the life that you want to lead and doing stuff in a way that, as you said, doesn't necessarily being guaranteed to work but it sure as hell might and that's going to get the cut through that's going to get the growth that's going to get you noticed which gives me all the feels actually in terms of being able to do that because you're right we've both been able to significantly get to seven figures in a way in a virtual world when everything got turned upside down which I think is absolutely incredible. Janine, like I know you teach this, right? You've got a program. I wouldn't let anyone not listen to this podcast and not spruik your services as your teachings has game absolutely game changer for me in terms of the last six years of business growth and personal growth. Where can people find you? Oh, thank you, Becca. You know me. I'm such a reluctant hero. I was talking to a friend, another person that I've known for about 10 years this morning, and I was saying my, my life's work, I know, is about unlocking the brilliance in other people. My life's work is about I see potential whether other people see roadblocks I'm able to join dots very very quickly and in my head I work out a three-year plan and at the same time help you with your one-year plan because I can see that growth and I get the biggest joy when people start hitting those numbers the best thing to do is to reach out to me on the socials I'm on every single social and email me at janine at janinegarner.com.au there's a couple of ways that I work now one is I have an elevate mastermind program and essentially this program is for female consultants, coaches and business owners who are feeling invisible and they are fed up of just everyone else seeming to win and they want to become more visible and in demand, who are confused about what to do next and they are, to be honest, over not having enough money in the bank. And this program is all about helping you own your power, align your purpose, and most importantly, welcome profit into your business. There is no point in working your ass off of becoming a slave to your business if you can't have the lifestyle that you want. So that mastermind program, it could be an option. Or I work, I have a very select mastermind group of which you're part of, Becca Saunders, of women that are absolutely killing it, that are really looking at what that next stage is. It's an incredible community. And to your point, I look at the women in that community who at the start of COVID, and you were on the calls, uh, Becca, we had tears, we had breakdowns, we had people wanting to throw in the towel. Um, Every single one of them, in fact, I I was so excited yesterday because two of the members have posted 100K months. One's hit 1.2 million this month. One's turned over 10 million in the last 12 months. You just go, it is possible but it's not possible on your own. So if you're interested in working with me, I will always have your back, but I do require work. It's about being committed. And if you want change, email me at janine at janinegarner.com.au and let's have a chat. And obviously I've got three books out there. You'll be able to find them online. And if you want help, I'd love to help you. Yeah, we'll link them all in the show notes. And fair warning, Janine will swing between butt kicker and teacher and have promoter all over it. I know you can't be three at once, but you definitely swing between two of those categories on a very regular basis. <laughs> I say to people, I will care about your success more than you will ever know. And you will love me for that. 
And you will equally hate me at times because I push buttons and it's only because I see more in you than you will ever see in yourself. Yes, I I know that feeling very well. (laughs) Janine, thank you. Thank you for being the most incredible mentor and a friend and for being a guest on the show. Like it's been a phenomenal conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel very honoured to be here. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Janine Garner Show. To follow her blog, purchase her books, or find out more, visit her website, janinegarner.com.au. Brilliant people, extraordinary results.